0: You're listening to Insights with Philip Wilson, where the discussion focuses on how to maximize Social Security benefits. Considering there are 567 ways to file and 3,000 rules for filing, it's no wonder that 90% of those who file for Social Security do not receive their maximum benefit. Listen in as Philip Wilson, who is certified in Social Security claiming strategies, outlines what you need to know to get the most from your Social Security benefits. Welcome to the show. Today I want to continue our discussion of the most important financial decision that you will make in your lifetime, the decision that over 90% of the population does not make correctly. We've been talking about how to maximize your Social Security benefit. I believe the decision of when and how you file for Social Security is the most important financial decision you will make. The reason for that is because we all need going into retirement income streams for life. Streams of income that you cannot outlive. Streams of income that continue as long as you continue. This is so important today because we are the first generation going into retirement that's likely to spend more years in retirement than we did working. It's going to be very likely that a lot of people going into retirement outlive their assets. This is happening together at a time when the government is cutting back. Medical costs are rising. Medical advances are keeping people alive longer. Uh, It's a serious issue. So having these income streams for life is so important because we just don't know how long we're going to live. And going into retirement, there's just so many different problems that we're going to face from having a long life. At some point, we're all going to become frail. We're all going to need someone to take care of us. Having an income stream for life is the best way that you can prepare yourself for these challenges. Income streams are the best protection against living too long. That's why I emphasize them with everybody that I meet to talk about retirement planning. I emphasize them because I don't think there's anything else that's more important than that. Social Security is the largest source of income that most of us have. And the decision of when and how you file for Social Security is the most important financial decision that you will make in your lifetime it's absolutely vital that we maximize that source of income uh, going into retirement it's also true that over ninety percent of people filing for social security do not receive their maximum benefit and that happens because there's three thousand social security rules to follow most people don't have a clue associated with all these different rules they don't have a clue that there's more than five hundred different ways to file for social security they're not aware of where they can receive advice. They're not aware of the problem. Most of the people that I come in contact with have either sought advice from someone who's knowledgeable in this, but there's really not very many people that really understand the rules, even in my industry. So today, what I want to do is just kind of set up all this discussion. I want to go back and kind of summarize some of these general strategies that we've been talking about over the last few weeks. Um, I'm not going to have as much time to go into the individual ones uh, but I would like to kind of go over them for anybody that didn't, who, who was not able to be a part of the broadcast at that time. You may find that some of these you need to look into further. You also find our um, shows on, the, on our website as well that you can go to and listen to the actual uh, podcast of that, get more information. So I'm just going to be able to quickly summarize the different situations and kind of go over them if you need more information on that you're going to need to either do your research on your own uh, go to the website some combination along those lines now so my goal overall the last few weeks is to help you maximize your income Um, all of these different situations are involved with something in life something that's happened to you in life you're single you're married um, your spouse dies you get divorced This is where the filing strategies take place. The different strategies generally relate to someone's situation in their life. Uh, The first week I talked about married couples, filing strategies for married couples. And the area we talked about is something called spousal benefit. And I find that spousal benefits are the most misunderstood type of Social Security benefit. I see more mistakes in this area than any other area and the biggest reason for that in my opinion is because spousal benefits are not mentioned on your social security statements so when you receive these statements from the social security they don't say anything about this this is a benefit that's actually based on the earnings record of your spouse it's not based on your record so those earnings statements that you receive talk about your income your work history and what your benefit is going to be it doesn't talk about what your benefit could be if you file it on the records of your spouse. So a spousal benefit is a situation that's available to married couples who are age 62 or older, who've been married for one year or more. If you've been married for one year or more, you have the opportunity to file for 50% of your spouse's full retirement age benefit. So if your spouse would receive $3,000 at full retirement age, you actually could file for 50% of that or fifteen hundred dollars. Now why would you do that? The primary reason the primarily the reason why you would do that is because that fifty percent ends up being greater than your own benefit. And this typically goes back to someone who's a home who's a, a homemaker, who's taking care of children, who sacrificed their work career, and they will find, because of lack of income or work history, that they're going to be better off filing on 50% of your spouse very common situation with most married couples uh, who typically have all most of the earnings in one spouse, the other earnings uh, have, the other person has a much much lower earnings history and a benefit. So in this situation we actually ignore the benefit we actually ignore what the Social Security Administration says is available to you. We actually never file on your own record. So even though you've been paying taxes, you actually don't even file on that. You file on the record of your spouse. And you can do that if you've been married for one year or more, you're age 62. And so, so all, all that's really required here is that you need to do the math. Is 50% of your spouse's full retirement age benefit greater than your own? If so, that spousal benefit is gonna be the way to file. How do you figure this out? Well, you can receive an earnings statement from the Social Security Administration on yourself and on your spouse. If you look at full retirement age, which will be their normal retirement age, it might be 66, might be 66 and a half, it might be 67. But whatever it is at that time, if you take half of that and compare it to what your benefit will be, at full retirement age, if it's greater, then you're better off filing for a spousal benefit. If it's not, you're better off filing for your benefit. But it really is as simple as that for married couples. Now, the biggest catch associated with a spousal benefit is that one spouse needs to be collecting a benefit for the other to be eligible. So one spouse has to be collecting a benefit. It doesn't necessarily have to be a retirement benefit, but they have to be collecting a benefit. A disability benefit for example will activate this rule so someone whose one spouse might be receiving a disability benefit the other spouse would be able to collect one half of that as a spousal benefit so three requirements age 62 one year of marriage spouse collecting a benefit Um, is the benefit of 50 percent of your spouse's benefit greater than your own if so you need to check out a spousal benefit for a married couple The second situation that we use, spousal benefits, uh, is a situation, the first situation was when we have a high income together with a low income spouse, married couple. The second situation is where it isn't necessarily a high and a low, but it's two spouses that have pretty good benefits. A lot of times you might have one person working, the other person receiving a benefit. Um, go ahead and retire, something along those lines, but there's actually an exception. We've been talking about a deem filing exception, and deem filing was the rule going forward where you could not pick and choose your Social Security benefits. But there is a situation that you can do that, where you could receive a spousal benefit temporarily and then come back and receive your own benefit at a later date. And that is for people who were born before 1954. If you've turned 62 by 12:31:15, and you qualify for a spousal benefit, which means one year or more of marriage, um, you can have you can file a restricted application for a spousal benefit while coming back and filing for your own benefit at a later date. A restricted application is a certain way that we file with the Social Security Administration that restricts your benefits. In general, under the new rules, if you are filing for Social Security, you are deemed to be filing for all available Social Security, whether you want it or not, whether you receive it or not. A restricted application does exactly what it says. It restricts your application, restricts your benefit. So in in this situation, what we do is go to the Social Security Administration. We actually file for a spousal benefit while restricting our own benefit even though you may be eligible for that. And by doing that, you're able to collect a spousal benefit for a number of years while delaying your own benefit. And while and by delaying your own benefit, it's going to go up 8% per year with the delayed retirement credits until you reach age 70. So you could receive a spousal benefit for several years and then go back at age 70 and then switch to that benefit. Now, the situations that I see where a lot of people run, they use this situation might be where one spouse, even a lower income spouse, is receiving a smaller disability benefit, maybe even early, while one spouse is working. So just to give you an example, I see, see people all the time that are receiving disability benefits or maybe they file for their benefit at age 66, but then the other spouse is planning on working till age 70 and then filing for their benefit. Well, because one spouse is receiving a benefit, they're eligible for a spousal benefit. So even though one person is working and plans on coming back at age 70, they actually immediately could receive one half of the person's benefit, one half of the Social Security benefit that the other spouse is receiving right then. I see this an awful lot of times where someone will go ahead and file, they might be receiving a $500 a month benefit, the other spouse is working, they plan on working until age 70, and that's really what you are going to live off of in retirement. Well, that spouse that's working could actually file for one half of that benefit while still working and while still preserving what their benefit's going to be at age 70 without affecting it at all. That's a restricted application benefit, and it's available only if you've been born before 1954. So you file, you take your own, you don't take your own benefit, you file for your spousal benefit, which is based on the earnings records of your spouse, and then you delay your own retirement benefit and file for it at a later date, and you switch to that. So you do have the ability to file for one half of your spouse's benefit if you qualify for this exception without affecting your age 70 benefit. Um, I meet so many people in my seminars that one person is receiving a benefit either through disability or just a regular benefit and they don't realize that they could receive another half of that as a spousal benefit without jeopardizing their plan for coming back at age 70. Very very important. Just leaving a lot of money on the table. So let's take a break and then we'll come back and review the other two strategies divorce benefits and widow benefits in the rest of the show.